Right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see if I'm live. I think I'm live. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's just. All right. A moment of silence being observed there for the 46,000 South Africans lost there in the National Assembly. It's a ceremony devoid of pomp and ceremony, and aptly so, rightly so, given what? the fact that the country is what? reeling from, from the devastating effects of COVID 19. Oh, no. And to just look at what the president may announce, we're joined by political analyst Sanusha Naidu and Professor Dirk Kotzer. So, We've been talking about <laughs> some of the challenges effects. that he faces, but I want to talk about, Miss uh, <laughs> Naidu, why there is such pessimism. I mean, if you were to look at the statement put out by the UDM um, earlier on today, saying that uh, there softer. is nothing new How's expected that? from President Cupcake, as he calls him. So we'll just President Cupcake. A bit more about that in just a moment, but now let's uh, listen in on what's happening in Parliament. Speaker of the National Assembly. Oh, my word. Chairperson of the National Council. He's not wearing a mask. <laughs> President of the Republic of South Africa. He's not wearing a mask. <laughs> He's not wearing a mask. All right, I think we need to start off this whole thing.
Honourable members, the President has called this joint sitting of the National Assembly and the National Council of Provinces in terms of Section 84.2D of the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa, read with Joint Rule 7.1A, in order to deliver his State of the Nation Address to Parliament. I now call on the Honourable the President to address the Joint City. Mr. President, sir. Right. Are we ready? Are we ready? <laughs> Speaker, Speaker of the National Assembly, Ms. Tandi Mudise. Look at him. Look at him. Chairperson of the National Council of Provinces, Mr. Amos Masondo. Deputy President of the Republic. David Dabeke Mangusa, former President Thabo Mbeki and Mrs. Mbeki, Deputy President, former Deputy President Pumzi Lemlambo Nuka, former Deputy President Baleka Mbete, Chief Justice Wengu and Deputy Chief Justice Sondo, and members of the judiciary, ministers and deputy ministers, premiers of our provinces, members of the National Assembly, speakers from the various legislatures, members of the National Council of Provinces, the Dean of the European Union Region representing the Diplomatic Corps, distinguished guests, sure. and I members must say that their sound South is awful. Their sound is terrible. On this day, 31 years ago, President Nelson Mandela walked out of the gates of Victor Fister prison, a free person, a living embodiment of the resilience and courage of the people of South Africa. His release signaled great hope of better things to come. It actually signaled that the freedom of the people of South Africa was not. For nearly 40 million years, an extraordinary ecosystem has existed here at the southernmost tip of our continent. The Feinbos, Sheesh. which stretches across the Listen cave, to his sound. It's has terrible. among the most distinctive Awful. features Absolutely of any terrible. plants that are found on our earth. It can adapt to dry and hot summers and 
cold and rainy winters. I think the reason why he sounds so terrible is because they're trying to stream it as well. In its diversity. Our national flower, the protea, is a species of the famous. When I opened the third national investment conference last year, I spoke of the protea's unique properties that in so many ways resembles our national character as South Africans. Oh no, national what character. What is most unique and special about the boss that we find plentiful here in the Western Cape is that to be sustainable and to survive, the boss needs fire. The boss needs fire. At least once every 20 years, the boss must burn at extremely high temperatures yes, to allow the ecosystem mm. to be rejuvenated and to grow afresh. Mm, definitely. Throughout the summer, mm. the burnt foliage of the Fainbos lies desolate, but when the autumn rains return, the seeds explode and germinate, and its life cycle begins all mm. over again and it displays the splendor and the beauty that we often see when Definitely. we look Hello, at the beautiful saying. sights of the Western Cape. Oh my word, he's now, the mountains bloom he's, he's going all out. As plants which once seemed lost and dead grow back even stronger than ever before. Mm. Mm. We, the people of South Africa, Mm. have over the past year experienced a terrible tragedy and hardship. Like a wildfire that sweeps across the mountains uh, guess where he's and going. the mountainous ranges of our country where <laughs> the famous grows, a deadly pandemic has swept across the world, <laughs> leaving devastation in its path. <laughs> And yet, like the hardy famous of our native land, we too have proven to be resilient <laughs> in many, many ways. For three, for three centuries, for 300. we were victims as a people of oppression, dispossession and injustice. And for three centuries, we resisted this. The flames of injustice may have scarred us. Oh, but oh, he's, not he's going all out. He's going all out, baby. The reins of democracy brought rejuvenation to our country. He's bringing in the Shakespeare. And they also brought the birth of a new nation. We have risen time and time again mm, mm. from the depths of darkness I, oof, I think we need to herald a new dawn and I a think new we day. need we need some as we drama. look on the grave damage that this disease coronavirus has caused we know that like the fame boss mm. like all those Ooh, who have walked this land before us I got the chills I got the chills we will rise again mm. nearly a year has passed since mm. South Africa saw the first case of the novel coronavirus, COVID-19. Since then, nearly one and a half 
million people in mm. our country are Listen known to, to have been infected with a virus. More than 45,000 oh. people are known to let's, have died. Let's bring in the drama, the, the drama Beyond music. these statistics lies a human story of tragedy mm. and a human story of pain. There is no family, no community in our land and no place of work that has not lost someone that they knew, someone they worked with, and someone that they loved. It is also a story of courage and resilience. The resilience of the hospital worker who day after day, night after night, goes to work to save lives, knowing that they themselves are at risk of infection. Let's just bring in the dramatic music. It is music. a wonderful account of the courage of the police officer, the soldier. Let's the make him sound worker, epic. The caregiver and all those on the front line mm. who have kept our country safe. Preach it. Our people fair and our economy. Preach it. Preach it, Cyril. It, yes. Woo. It Can you feel it? Of a nation that has stood together mm. to confront COVID-19 in ways not seen since the early days of our democracy. Mm. Along the way, mm. as we gotta bring in the Southern Baptist baby with this virus. Yes, mistakes were made. Yes, there was a lot of criticism, and mm. it continues. But okay, enough now. That of the matter is, we, the people of South Africa have in the main stood mm. together to fight this common enemy. More than anything else, this crisis has revealed the true character of our remarkable nation. It has revealed the spirit of the people who refused to be defeated by a virus. It is this South African spirit that must drive our resolve to build a new and more equal economy and a better and more just society. The year ahead must be a time for change, for progress, and also for rebirth. It must be a year in which we rise. And we do things that are going to make us nice. This is no ordinary year, mm. and this is no ordinary state of the nation address. I will therefore focus this evening mm. on the four most overriding priorities yes. that we have for 2020. They are not many, but they are focused. Are you ready? Let's do this. First, the coronavirus. reforms to create sustainable jobs and drive inclusive growth. And finally, 
and not leaving many other things aside, but these are the key ones. And finally, we must fight corruption and strengthen the state that has been weakened. In the coming weeks, we will address other important elements of the government's program for the year as we move on. Fundamental to our nation's recovery is an unrelating and comprehensive response to overcome the virus. South Africa has just emerged from the second wave of infection since COVID-19 arrived in our shores in March of last year. Given by a new variant of the virus, this second wave was more severe and it cost many more lives than the first wave. Nevertheless, the human cost could have been far greater had we not moved quickly to resist, to restrict movement as well as activity, had we not prepared our health facilities, and had South Africans not observed the basic protocols of health, the devastation caused by the virus could have been far, far worse. This year, we must do everything in our means to contain and overcome the pandemic. Prevention, all the prevention efforts, mm. and strengthening our health system. Oh my word! Listen to it. It also means that we must undertake a massive vaccination program oh, no. to save lives and dramatically reduce infections across the entire population. Earlier this week, we were informed that one of the vaccines that we have procured the AstraZeneca vaccine offers minimal protection from mild to moderate infection by the new variant known as 501Y.V2. This is according to, to early findings of a study by our scientists. Our scientists. We are proud of these scientists. scientists in our country. We applaud them for leading this research and providing new evidence that is vital for guiding our response to this pandemic. I mean, come on. Since this variant is now the dominant variant in our country, He's talking such these findings have significant implications for the pace, the design, as well as the sequencing of our vaccination program. While it should not delay the start of the vaccination program by much, it will affect the choice of vaccines and the manner of their deployment. The first phase of our vaccination program, which is targeted at health and other frontline workers, will now use the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, Johnson. which has been shown to be effective against 501Y. The Johnson? And Johnson. We have secured 9 million doses of Johnson & Johnson vaccine. The first batch of some 80,000 doses will arrive in the country next week. Further consignments will arrive over the next four weeks, totaling half a million Johnson & Johnson vaccines. All vaccines, all provinces rather, 
have already rolled out their plans to enable the first vaccines to be administered. The Deputy <laughs> President David Mabuza is leading an interministerial committee that is overseeing this massive rollout. I wish to thank our provinces for their level of preparedness for this massive undertaking that we are about to embark upon. In addition, we have secured 12 million vaccines from the COVAX facility. This will be complementing other vaccines that are available to South Africa through the African Union's, African Union's Acquisition Task Team facility that we set up. Pfizer, Pfizer has committed 20 million vaccine doses, commencing with deliveries at the end of the first quarter. We are continuing our engagement with all vaccine manufacturers to ensure that we secure sufficient quantities of vaccines that are suitable for our conditions in terms of the, the variant that we have here. The health and safety of our people remains our paramount concern. All medication imported in South Africa are monitored, they are evaluated, they are investigated and inspected and registered by the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority. We will continue to use the science-driven approach that has served us so well since the earliest days of the pandemic. Did he say science-driven? The success of the vaccination program will rely on active collaboration between all sectors of society. We are greatly encouraged by the active involvement of business, labor, health industry players, as well as medical aid schemes, and in particular, in preparing for the mass vaccination drive that they've been involved in. As we have overcome before, we will overcome this challenge once again, and we will rise. But it is not just this disease that we must defeat. We must overcome poverty, hunger, joblessness, and the inequality in our country. We must overcome a legacy of exclusion and dispossession that continues to impoverish our people and which this pandemic has severely worsened. When I delivered the State of the Nation address in this house last year, none of us could have imagined how within a matter of weeks our country and our world would have changed so dramatically. Our plans had to be adapted in response to a global emergency. The budgets that we had crafted had to be reprioritized and many programs that we had as government in our various departments, including in our provinces and our local government structures, had to be deferred. Over the past year, South Africa has experienced a sharp decline in growth and a significant increase in unemployment. 
Well, obviously, you absolute buffoon. In the third quarter of 2020, our economy was 6% smaller than it was in the last quarter of 2019. There were 1.7 million fewer people employed in the third quarter of 2020 than there were in the first quarter before the pandemic struck. No, it's not the pandemic. Our unemployment rate now stands at a staggering 30.8%. As a result of the relief measures that we implemented and the phased reopening of the economy, we expect to see a strong recovery in employment by the end of the year. Oh, you have to think about that As one. As we work to contain the spread of the virus, we also had to take extraordinary measures to support ordinary South Africans. We also had to assist businesses, businesses that were in distress and protect people's livelihoods. The social and economic relief package that we introduced in April of last year is by any accounts the largest intervention of its kind in the history of our country. It identified measures worth a total of 500 billion, or about 10% of our GDP, to provide cash directly to the poorest households, to provide wage support to workers, and to provide various forms of relief to struggling businesses. This had never been done in the history of our country. A total of 18 million people, or close to one-third of our population, received additional grant payments through these relief measures. It is estimated that this grant lifted more than 5 million people above the food poverty line which, helping to alleviate which hunger you created in you created the problem great distress and crisis to date more than 57 billion in wage support has been paid to over 4.5 million workers through the special URFS. more than 1.3 billion has been provided in support mainly for small and medium enterprises in addition over 70 billion rand in tax relief was extended to businesses in distress. Around 18 billion rand in loans have been approved for 13,000 businesses through the loan guarantee scheme that we put together. To fellow South Africans, it is nearly four months since I stood here before the joint sitting of this parliament to present to the nation the economic reconstruction and recovery plan. This evening, we stand here not to make promises, but to report on the progress in the implementation of the recovery plan, and also the priority actions that we need to take to restore growth and to create jobs. Since the launch of the plan, we have focused on four priority interventions. A massive rollout of infrastructure throughout the country,
a massive increase in local production, and employment stimulus to create jobs and support livelihoods, and the rapid expansion of our energy generation capacity. We announced that we would be embarking on a massive rollout of infrastructure throughout the country. We knew that to achieve this objective, we would need to steadily rebuild the technical skills within government to prepare and to manage large infrastructure projects. These were skills that had been lost over time. We have now developed an infrastructure investment program or project pipeline that is worth 340 billion rand in network industries such as energy, I mean, water, transport, as well as telecommunications. Construction yes, has definitely. already started and progress is being made on a number of these projects. Yes. Since the announcement of the reconstruction and recovery plan, we have launched two major human settlement projects oh, that will provide homes to almost 68,000 households here in, in Gauteng. Well, not here in Gauteng, in Gauteng in the north. <laughs> here in Gauteng. <laughs> Similar human settlement projects are planned. I like how he laughs. All over the country. I like how he laughs when he's talking about Two mass, years ago, I mass spoke poverty about and unemployment. The dream of building new cities that will enable us to Smart make cities. a break, a decisive break with apartheid special development. Smart cities, baby. Many people laughed. Many scoffed the idea of new post-apartheid cities are being conceptualized in a number of places in our country, in a number of provinces. They're called smart cities and they're the part of Agenda 2030. City. There we go. The first new city to be built in a democratic South Africa is now a reality in the making. The smart cities have nothing to do with apartheid. Which will become home to between 350,000 to half a million people within the next decade was completed in November 2020 and is now out for public comment. This you need, you need a public comment it for, is happening for a city. No, you moron. And we now, have, we now have a number of local government structures cooperating to build this city. Progress is being made on several major water infrastructure projects. This is all United Nations stuff. Of the Mogolo and Crocodile River project and the Nicomazing <laughs> Water project as well. The infrastructure investment plan identifies roads and projects worth 19 billion rand covering the spine of the South African road network. Work is underway to finalize project finance and structuring for these projects. Resources have been committed for the, from the fiscus to support the construction and rehabilitation of the major N1, N2, and N3 highways. 
These infrastructure projects will lead to the revival of our construction industry and the creation of much needed jobs. The 100 billion infrastructure fund is now in full operation. This fund will blend resources from the fiscus and financing from the private sector and development institutions. Its approved project pipeline for 2021 is varied and includes projects such as student housing infrastructure, which aims to provide 300,000 student beds. Another approved project is SA Connect, a program to roll out broadband to schools, hospitals, police stations, and other government facilities. The second priority intervention of the recovery plan, recovery plan is to support the massive increase in local production and to make South African exports globally competitive. <laughs> this will encourage greater investment by the private sector in productive activity. And key to this plan is the renewed commitment from government, business and organized labor to buy locally made products and we've always been talking about localization and saying we encourage South Africans to buy local. Yeah, I agree with that. To ensure that even what you wear, like the suit I'm wearing tonight, is locally made by South African workers. This commitment should lead to increased local production, which will lead to the revival of our manufacturing industry, which will lead to the employment so, of more and more of our people. The world's most hated president it, did exactly this five years ago. Men buy the suits that are made locally. More workers will be employed. It sounds in very the much like Make America Great Again. Dare I All say it? All social partners who participated in the development of the economic reconstruction and recovery plan as part of our social compact have agreed to work together to reduce our reliance on imports by 20% over the next five years. They have identified 42 products, ranging from edible oils to furniture to fruit concentrates to personal protective equipment, steel products, and green economy inputs. Green economy. That can be sourced locally because if we focus That's our mind on buying local, UN. Entrepreneurs will start making them, and entrepreneurs will start exporting them and competing with the rest of the world. But it should start here at home with us. If we achieve our target, we will significantly expand our productive economy, potentially returning more than 200 billion rand to the country's annual output. Last year, we undertook to create a larger market for small business and designate 1,000 locally produced products that must be procured from small, medium enterprises. As the COVID-19 pandemic forced the closure of global value chains, we have been able to speed up the initiative 
as the local supply chains become more open for locally manufactured products. To this end, Cabinet approved the Small Medium Enterprise Focused Localization Policy Framework, we built which identified 1,000 products. Furthermore, the Department of Small Business Development and Trade and Industry and Competition are supporting small and medium enterprises to access larger domestic and international markets. I've been very impressed with the work that these two departments have been doing. I think he actually believes what he's saying. These efforts are supported by robust manufacturing support programs. I think he genuinely believes what he's saying. In the State of the Nation address last year, <laughs> I said that our vision for industrialization is underpinned by sector master plans to rejuvenate and grow key industries. Four master plans that master have plans. been completed and signed to date, which are part of the social compact between labor, business, and government and communities, have already had an impact in their respective industries. Through the implementation of the poultry master plan, and remember, our poultry industry was under a lot of stress. What the poultry industry needed was to have a master plan, which would have, should have been arrived at, and it did, it did happen on a compact basis. Now, we see progress in that industry. The industry has now invested 800 million rands to upgrade production. South Africa now produces an additional one million chickens every week. Now that is great progress. The Sugar Master Plan was signed during the lockdown with a commitment from large users of sugar to procure at least 80% of their sugar so needs farming, from local growers. So farming more chickens now, is a master plan. Of the plan last year, we saw a rise in local production and a decline in imported sugar, creating stability for an industry which employs well over 85,000 workers. Support for black small-scale farmers is being stepped up with a large beverage producer committing to expand their procurement shopping and focusing on the small medium enterprise producers. Now, since the signing of the clothing, textile, footwear, and leather master plan in November 2019, the industry has invested more than half a billion rand to expand local manufacturing facilities, including small medium enterprises. We have worked closely with the auto sector to help it weather the pandemic. By the end of the year, the sector had recovered around 70% of its normal annual production in difficult circumstances. Last week, the Ford Motor Company announced a 16 billion rand investment to expand their manufacturing facility in China for the next generation Ford Ranger Bucky, 
which they will export around the world to well over 150 countries. Now, this investment will support the growth of around 12 and more small medium enterprises in the automotive component manufacturing. Yeah. An area in which many black-owned small businesses have never really entered. Now, through this initiative and this investment, we are going to see a number of small medium enterprises, largely in the Pretoria area, Mamelodi, Easteros, and places like that, coming to the fore and becoming active and being productive. Nearly half of the procurement spend on construction of the bulk earthworks and top structure of the Tswane Special Economic Zone during this phase is expected to be allocated to small medium enterprises. And I was told that it would be more some 200 medium enterprises and the value could well oh, be my word. He something like 1.7 billion rand in procurement such opportunities. Such boring stuff. Toyota has invested in their KwaZulu-Natal facility to start production of the first generation hybrid electric vehicles to come off a South African assembly line. Now this follows investment announcements by Nissan, Mercedes-Benz and Isuzu in expanded production facilities, all of which cement South Africa's position oh, really? as a really? global player oh, my in auto manufacturing and oh. the biggest on the African continent. This year, our focus will be on getting the industry back to full production, implementing the Black Industrialist Fund, and working on a new platform for expanded auto trade with the rest of the continent. Now, a number of countries on our continent yeah, are already setting up their own auto manufacturing plants. But they are going to be relying on South Africa to supply them with various components and a whole lot of other products that, have, that go into building cars. Now this will be the part of our concerted effort to boost our manufacturing sector which has been going down. This year we will begin to harness the opportunities presented by the African Continental Free Trade Area, which came into operation on the 1st of January following the adoption of the Johannesburg Declaration by the African Union. The AFCFTA provides a platform for South African businesses to expand into markets across the continent and for South Africa to position herself as a gateway to the continent to address the deep inequalities in our society we must accelerate the implementation of broad-based black economic empowerment policies on ownership and control and management of our economy that is a policy that must be implemented and there is no reversal on that policy whatsoever. Last year, government agreed to 
landmark deals with companies that will advance black economic empowerment by transferring ownership to their workers. In November last year, we held our third South African investment conference to review the implementation of previous commitments and to generate new investments into our economy. Is this also a master plan? Even under the difficult economic circumstances, the investment conference managed to raise 108 billion rand in additional investment commitments from a number of investors together with investment commitments confirmed from the two previous investment conferences we have now received 773 billion in investment commitments towards our five-year target of 1.2 trillion rand this is phenomenally successful firms have reported that some 183 billion of these investments has already flowed into projects that benefit the South African economy. This shows that our country is still an attractive investment destination for both local what? and offshore companies. We have worked to facilitate investment by increasing the ease of doing business, including by making it easier to start a business. This is one area that had slipped backwards. And we've been doing quite a lot of work to ensure that the ease of doing business is boosted so that investors, business people can easily enter into set up companies and start business. In the past year, more than 125,000 new companies have been registered through the BIS portal platform, completing their registration in just a matter of hours from the comfort of their homes or their offices. And now it happens just like that in a flash. We are making it easier for business to do business. Registering a Our company on the internet it doesn't mean you have is an employment a company. stimulus <laughs> to create jobs and to support livelihoods. Anybody can register a company. The largest number of jobs obviously will be created by the private sector in a number of industries as the economy recovers. So the private sector remains the primary and the biggest creator of jobs. And it is for this reason that we've embarked on massive reforms so that the private sector can continue investing in our country. Just like that. We continue to work in a social compact with the private sector to create more conducive environment for them to be able to create jobs. Just like that. Our compact with the private sector is underpinned by a clear commitment to grow our economy and to create jobs. Just like that. However, the public sector also has a responsibility to stimulate job creation both through its policies and through direct job creation opportunities. <laughs> the presidential employment stimulus is one of the most significant expansions of public and social employment in South Africa's history. By the end of January 2021, 
Over 430,000 opportunities have already been supported through the stimulus. Now it's a party. Eighty thousand opportunities are currently in the recruitment process. What? Oh. These opportunities are in areas like education, the arts, film, and so forth, and culture, global business services, early childhood development, and small-scale and subsistence farming. It also involves environmental programs such as the clearing of alien trees, the wetland rehabilitation, fire protection and prevention, mm. as well as cleaning and greening across our municipalities. <laughs> These programs are about real lives and real livelihoods. Nearly half a million people are now receiving an income developing new skills and contributing to their community and to the country's economy. This is no small feat. It means something is being done. We will continue to support employment for as long as it is necessary while the labor market recovers, even as we work to promote stronger and more resilient growth in the private sector. So we see a symbiotic relationship between the public sector and the private sector, the private sector will create the greatest bulk of jobs. But at the same time, at the public sector level, it is essential that yes, we also focus on what happens in our schools, what happens on the social economy side, and all these matters are being attended to. In the State of the Nation address last year, in response to the huge challenge our country faces with regards to youth unemployment, announced that the National Youth Development Agency and the Department of Small Business Development would provide grant funding and business support to 1,000 young entrepreneurs within 100 days. While the program had to be put on hold due to the coronavirus, it nevertheless managed to reach its target of 1,000 youth businesses by International Youth Day on the 12th of August 2020. And we applaud the young people of our country who are running this program. This provides a firm foundation for our efforts to support 15,000 startups by 2024. Last year, we said we would establish a national pathway management network to provide support and opportunities to young people across the country. I want to encourage every young South African to join the more than 1.2 million people who are already in the network and take their next steps to a better future. <laughs> On the many hardships, of the many hardships our people had to experience last year, schooling disruption plays a huge burden on learners, on teachers, and also on families. Despite this, they persevered. It is our priority for this year 
to regain lost time and improve educational outcomes from the early years through to high school and post-school education and training. The fourth priority that I'd like to talk about of the recovery plan is the rapidly is to rapidly expand energy generation capacity in our country by restoring ESCOM to operational and financial health and accelerating its reconstruction process is central to the work that we have to do. ESCOM has been restructured into three separate entities for generation, transmission and distribution. This will lay the foundation for an efficient, modern and competitive energy system in South Africa. ESCOM is making substantial progress with its intensive maintenance and operational excellence I'm sorry, programs but he needs, he needs to this. improve the reliability of its cold fleet. We are working closely with ESCOM on proposal to improve its financial position manage its debt and reduce its dependence on the fiscal. This requires a review of the tariff power to ensure that it reflects all the reasonable costs and measures to resolve the problem of municipal debt as well. In December 2020, government and its social partners signed the historic ESCOM Social Compact which outlines the necessary actions we must take collectively and as individual constituencies to meet the country's energy needs now and into the future. Now, over the last year, we've taken action to urgently and substantially increase generation capacity in addition to what ESCOM generates. The Department of Mineral Resources and Energy will soon be announcing the successful bids for 2,000 megawatts of emergency power that our country needs. The necessary regulations have been amended and the requirements clarified for municipalities to buy power from independent power producers. Systems are being put in place to support qualifying municipalities. Government will soon be initiating the procurement of an additional 11,800 megawatts of power from renewable energy, natural gas, battery storage, and coal in line with the integrated resource plan of 2019. Despite this work, ESCOM estimates that without additional capacity, there will be an electricity supply shortfall of between 4,000 and 6,000 megawatts over the next five years as our old coal-fired power stations reach the end of their life. As part of the measures to address this shortfall, we will, in the coming weeks, issue a request for proposals for 2,600 megawatts from wind and solar energy as part of bid window five. Oh my word. This will be followed by another bid window in August of 2021. Now recent analysis suggests that easing licensing requirements for new embedded generation projects 
could unlock up to 5,000 megawatts of additional capacity and also help to ease the impact of load shedding. We will therefore amend Schedule 2 of the Electricity Regulation Act within the next three months oh. to increase the licensing threshold for embedded generation. This will include consultation amongst key players on the level at which the new threshold should be set and the finalization of the necessary enabling frameworks. ESCOM has already started work to expedite its commercial and technical processes to allow this additional capacity onto the grid within undue delays. Just like that. There have been complaints that the time that they take to process these has been far too long. It's now been agreed that they are going to do it much quicker. Now, as we mobilize all the resources at our disposal to support economic recovery, we cannot lose sight of the threat that climate change poses to oh, our environmental no. health, socioeconomic development, and economic growth. We are therefore working to fulfill our commitment under the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change and the Paris Agreement, which include the reduction of greenhouse gas emissions. ESCOM, our largest greenhouse gas emitter, has committed in principle to net zero emissions by 2050 and to increase its renewable capacity. So ESCOM will be looking to partner with investors to repurpose and to repower part of its coal fleet. This will be done in a way that will stimulate investment, that will also stimulate local economic activity as well as local manufacturing as part of the just transition that will need to take care of people who work in those power stations, the people who work in the towns where power stations reside. Our work on climate change will be guided <laughs> by the Presidential Coordinating Commission on Climate Change, which is meeting for the first time uh, this month. The Commission will work on a plan for a just transition to a low-carbon economy and climate-resilient society. We will not achieve higher rates of growth and employment if we do not implement structural economic reforms. These reforms are necessary to reduce costs and barriers to entry into our economy. They are necessary also to increase competition to stimulate new investment. They are also necessary to create space for new entrants into the market. This work is being driven through Operation Bolindela, which involves a team of National Treasury and the President's Office. Operation Bolindela is focusing on reforms in the electricity, water, telecommunications, and transport sectors as well as reforms to our visa and immigration. Ah, regime. yes, the vaccine. The completion passport. of digital migration 
is vital to our ability to effectively harness the enormous Smart opportunities that are presented by technological change that Smart. is just Smart IDs the world. are coming. After many delays, we will begin the phased switch off of our analog TV transmitters from next month. It is anticipated that this process, which will be done province by province, will be completed by the end of March in 2022. The process for the licensing of high-speed spectrum is at an advanced stage. We hope that the ongoing litigation amongst interested parties on the licensing matter will provide certainty and will not unduly delay the spectrum auction process <laughs> that we've decided on. In the water sector, we are working through Operation Bolivar to ensure water licenses are finalized within the revised time frame of 90 days and to revive the green drop and blue drop programs to strengthen water quality monitoring in our country. Now we will finalize and implement the revised raw water pricing strategy and accelerate the establishment of a national water resource infrastructure agency. I firmly believe that if we really do want to resolve our water challenges, we need an agency that will be focused just on ensuring that water is treated with the importance and the sensitivity that it requires. Many of our people are struggling they cry out for water on an ongoing basis. Now, establishing a water agency yes, that will, will be one of the better ways to resolve these challenges so that the agency can have a regular look at the water needs of the country and address those challenges. Our ability to compete in global markets depends on the efficiency of our ports and rail network. We are repositioning Durban as the hub port for the Southern Hemisphere and developing the terminal of choice. The rail corridor from Gauteng is being extended to enable the export of vehicles through Port Elizabeth. These are crucial steps to move freight from road to rail and increase the competitiveness of the rail system in our country. Now, work is underway with the relevant departments to reform our visa immigration regime to attract skills and to grow the tourism sector. As international travel starts to recover in the wake of COVID-19, we will undertake a full rollout of e-visas to visitors from China, India, Nigeria, China was Kenya, first. and 10 other countries in the world. Now, the revised list of critical skills will be published for public comment by the Department of Home Affairs within one week to ensure that the final version reflects the skills that are needed by our economy. This, too, has taken far too long to be done. 
but it is now going to be done. The momentum that Operation Bolindela has already built and the support that it has received across government shows that we are serious about reform. We will continue to work relentlessly and without pause to create a more modern, a more efficient and competitive economy that is more open to all South Africans. Now to support our reform process, the Presidential State-Owned Enterprise Council has outlined a clear set of reform that will enable these vital public companies to fulfill their mandate for growth and development. Overarching legislation for state-owned enterprises will be tabled in Cabinet this financial year and Parliament uh, in the next financial year. A centralized SOE model is being implemented this financial year, which will ensure a standardized governance, financial management, and operational performance framework for all our SOEs. The mandates of all SOEs are being re-evaluated to ensure that they are responsive to the country's needs and the implementation of the National Development Plan. In the midst of the economic damage caused by COVID-19, South Africa's agricultural sector has performed remarkably well. In 2020, we became the world's second largest exporter of citrus, with strong export growth in wine, in maize, in nuts, in deciduous fruit, and in sugarcane. That's because we weren't now, allowed to buy wine. <laughs> and the beginning of the 2021 mean that agriculture is likely to grow in the near term. This provides an opportunity for further public-private partnerships in the agricultural sector to promote transformation and to ensure sustainable growth. It is an, an opportunity to accelerate land redistribution of instruments such as land restitution, expropriation of land in order to boost agricultural output. To date, government has redistributed over 5 million hectares of land, totaling around 5,500 farms for, to more than 300,000 beneficiaries. This is in addition to the land restitution process, which has benefited over 2 million land claimants and resulted in the transfer of 2.7 million hectares of land. We are also pursuing programs to assist smallholder and emerging farmers with market access to develop skills across the entire agricultural value chain and to increase the number of commercial black farmers as well. During the course of the next financial year, we will establish a land and agrarian reform agency to foster land reform. The public service is at the whole face of government. And lack of professionalism does not just impact service delivery, it also dense public confidence. Now advancing honesty 
ethics and integrity in the public service what? is critical if we are to build a capable state. Now, through the National School of Government, we continue to roll out courses and training programs to government officials, from entry level to senior management and to the executive. In October last year, I signed off on ministerial performance agreements with all ministers which have now been published online. This will enhance accountability and focus performance by members of the executive. We remain on course to build a capable and professional civil service that delivers on its mandate and is accountable to the people of South Africa. Efforts to strengthen local government and to strengthen local government infrastructure and accelerate service delivery through the district development model. The model brings all spheres of government to focus on key priorities and implementation of critical high impact projects. Working with both public and private sector partners, Government is implementing a range of measures to support municipalities to address inadequate and inconsistent service delivery in areas such as water provision, infrastructure build, maintenance. We are also focusing on the appointment of properly qualified officials at local level to ensure effective management and provision of services. In some municipalities, we've often found that less than well-qualified people have been appointed. And Just like all that. they ever do is to mess up. Now, we are saying the days of messing up are now over. Just we like that. We want professional people to run our local government. Elections which are due to take place this year, we will need to adjust to the conditions forced upon us by COVID 19 so that we can ensure that the people of this country can determine who represents them at the crucial level of government. The fellow South Africans, corruption is one of the greatest impediments to the of state capture and related corruption. Our testimony of the Commission has shown how the criminal justice system was compromised and weakened. Sorry guys, but I have to do this. It is therefore vital that we sustain the momentum of rebuilding that we have begun Critical leadership positions have been filled with capable, experienced and trustworthy professionals. There is improved cooperation and sharing of resources between the respective law enforcement agencies enabling more integrated approach 
into investigation and prosecution. We have started implementation of the national anti-corruption strategy, which lays the basis for a comprehensive and integrated society-wide response to, uh, to corruption. We will shortly be appointing the members of the National Anti-Corruption Advisory Council, which is a multi-sectoral body that will oversee initial implementation of the strategy and the establishment of an independent statutory and anti-corruption body that will report to this parliament. <laughs> to this parliament. Not not to the executive, but to this parliament, to all of you sitting here, it will report. When reports started to surface last year about possible fraud and corruption in the procurement of COVID-related goods and services, we acted with speed and decisiveness to put a stop to these practices, to investigate all allegations, to act against those responsible. We established the Fusion Center, which brings together key law enforcement agencies to share information and resources. Now, this Fusion Center has brought many cases to trial and preserved or recovered millions of rands in public funds. The Special Investigating Unit has authorized, was authorized to investigate <laughs> allegations of unlawful conduct How does he do this? with respect to COVID procurement by all state bodies during the national state of disaster. He does this with a straight face. As it reported last week, the SIU has finalized investigations into 164 contracts with a total value of $3.5 billion in a significant advance to transparency and accountability. The political party funding act will come into operation on the 1st of April of this year. Just like yeah? that. Well, you don't seem to be very excited about this. It's now going to happen. This will regulate public and private funding of political parties. Among other things, it requires the disclosure of donations to parties and establishes two funds that will enable represented political parties to undertake their programs. Crime and violence continues to undermine people's sense of safety and security. Tackling crime is central to the success of our recovery. Crimes like cable theft, railway infrastructure vandalizing, land invasion, construction sites disruptions, and attacks on trucks hamper economic activity and discourages investment. Uh, lockdown we are taking is a crime. Steps and will continue to take steps to stop these crimes and to deal with those responsible in terms of the law. Trust <laughs> teams have been set up in a number of provinces to deal with extortion and violence on sites of economic activity. We are also fast-tracking the implementation and capacitation of the Border Management Agency to curb illegal immigration and cross-border crime.
That is now going to happen. Ending gender-based violence is imperative if we lay claim to being a society There's no such thing as gender-based violence. Equality and non-sexism. When I launched the National Strategic Plan on Gender-Based Violence and Femicide in April last year, I made a promise to the women and children of the country that we were going to strengthen the criminal justice system to prevent them being traumatized again and to ensure that perpetrators face justice. Now, to give effect to this, Three key pieces of legislation were introduced in Parliament last year to make the criminal justice system much more effective in combating gender-based violence. To ensure that perpetrators are brought to book, we are making progress in reducing the backlog of gender-based violence cases. We continue to provide care and support to survivors of gender-based violence. In the State of the Nation address last year, I said that we would prioritize the economic empowerment of women. Last year, women are empowered, you utter buffoon. 40% of public procurement should go to women owned businesses and entities. Well, that's sexism. Now, several departments in government have started implementing this policy and are making a great deal of progress. Last week, we also launched a groundbreaking private sector-led GBVF response fund. Several South African companies and global philanthropies made pledges to the value of 128 million rand to assist in the fight against gender-based violence. It's not real. Now, that was unprecedented. Over the next three years, Government will allocate approximately 12 billion rand to implement the various components of the National Strategic Plan. Gender-based violence will only end when everyone takes responsibility oh, for come doing on. so in their homes, oh, come on. in their communities, oh, fuck off. in their workplaces, and in their places of worship and in our centers of learning, schools, universities, and colleges. Equally, we need to give attention to issues affecting children, including improving school readiness, ECD planning, and funding protection against preventable diseases. Oh, come on, man. Policy reform around child welfare and reducing welfare violence rather against children. In the year reducing ahead, welfare we violence against children. What? to forge ahead with efforts to provide greater opportunities to persons with disabilities to participate in the economy and in society in general. As we rebuild our economy in the midst of this pandemic, it is necessary that we continue within our means to provide support to those businesses and individuals that continue to be most affected. <laughs> Businesses in several sectors are still struggling and many families continue to suffer as the job market slowly recovers. Over the last few months, we have had ongoing discussions with our social partners in business, in labor, and uh, community-based organization, 
on the proposed extension of some of the social and economic support measures. We have therefore decided to extend the period for the special COVID-19 grant of 350 by a further three months. What? This has proven to be an effective and efficient yeah, now it's a party. The immediate impact on the livelihoods of uh, poor South Africans who are out of work. We've also decided to extend the COVID-19 terms benefit until the 15th of March 2021 only for those sectors that have not been able to open or to operate. The conditions for this extension and the sectors to be included will be announced after consultation with the social partners at NetLEC. to the loan guarantee scheme that we inaugurated when we announced the 500 billion rand uh, distress relief package. <laughs> now, this is better addressed uh, through the discussions that will be had, but we also wanted to address the realities of small medium enterprises and other businesses as they strive to recover. So that scheme needs to be recrafted, repositioned, and the Minister of uh, Finance will deal with the matter. <laughs> now, we will work with our social partners to ensure that these and other interventions provide the relief to those who need it most. Now, fellow South Africans, just as the harsh fire gives new life, to our country's fame boss. This crisis is an opportunity to build a different and a better South Africa. <laughs> Rebuilding our country requires a common effort. It requires that every South African takes responsibility and plays their part. Build Let back us better. work together as government, as business, as labor, as political parties, and all of society to clear away the rubble and lay a new foundation as we rebuild our country. Above all, let us return this country to the values upon which it was founded. On the day of his release 31 years ago, Madiba gave his first public address here in Cape Town, where he reminded South Africans that there were difficult days that lay ahead and that the battle was far from won. Madiba said, now is the time to intensify the struggle on all fronts. To relax our efforts now would be a mistake which generations will to come will not be able to forgive. Close calls. In counting the great cost to our society over the past year, we may be tempted to lose faith. But we can get through this because we are a nation that never gives up.
We are a nation that is never defeated. We are a nation of heroes right across the country. I'm referring not to the glorious lineage of struggle icons, but to the everyday heroes that walk amongst us, who work hard every day to put food on the table of their homes, to keep the company running, and to give support, help, and care to our people. It is your resilience that will help this country recover. In addition to the many challenges that beset our people, we have heard that this, that His Majesty King Goodwill Zuelitini has not been well in recent days, <laughs> Majesty. and he has had to be admitted to hospital. Oh, let me guess, COVID. I wish to convey my wishes for speedy recovery of His Majesty King Zuelitini. Our thoughts and prayers are with the royal household and the Zulu nation at this difficult time that the king is going through. <laughs> it is our collective wish that Isilo Samaban is soon restored to good health. As we prepare for the difficult path that lies ahead, we can draw strength from Maya Angelou's great poem, I Rise. And she rides after the past that's rooted in pain arise. I'm a black ocean, leaping and wide, welling and swelling. I bear in the tide, leaving behind nights of terror and fear. I rise into a daybreak that's wondrously clear. I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, and I rise. Close quotes. Now, people of South Africa, it is your country that calls on you to rise. Let us march forward together to equality, <laughs> to dignity, and to equality. May God continue to bless and protect our beautiful country and also to protect her sons and daughters. I thank you. Long live All right, all right. Let's uh, let's kill. Let's let's. Uh, why am I still hearing him? What's going on here? It's okay. There we go. I think he's gone now. I think he's gone now. Are you still here? Are you still here? Are you still with me? I think uh, this says it all. I think this says it all. How, how does he say all, all of that with a straight face? Like genuinely, how does he say all of that with a straight face? I mean, when you lie like that, 
when you tell so many untruths? How do you not want to burst out laughing at some point? I mean, he was literally trolling South Africa, right? He was trolling us. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. What did you think? So basically, in a nutshell, uh, the entire thing was Agenda 2030, but just repackaged. Um, it was... <laughs> it was basically incredible master plans on how to farm more chickens and, uh, and, and how to build more forts. I mean, this is, this is where we've arrived. Right, where the state of the nation address is about the in the incredible ingenuity of farming more chickens and building more cars. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. Hey? Just like that. Man, he talked about so a summary, a summary of that entire thing, right? It was all about. It was just words. The whole thing was words. It was just like that. It's it's happening. Remember, he said that it's happening. He blamed he blamed everybody for gender-based violence, which doesn't even exist. All right. He said we must all what. We, we need to all make changes within our homes. Gender-based violence. Let me tell you something about gender-based violence. Yes, it probably does exist in small pockets here and there, right? But if a woman is killed or is harmed in some form of violence, it's not because she's a woman or has a vagina. All right? She, she happens to be at the other end of, of something that, that, that triggered that violence. Uh, if 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 she was hijacked, it's not because she's a woman that she was hijacked. It just happened to be that she was the one who was hijacked. Yes, you do get you do get those those odd situations here and there where a drunk husband beats his wife, but it's also not because she's a woman most of the time. You know this this whole thing. This whole thing about gender-based violence, it's a concept. It's like terrorism. You can't fight terrorism. You can't fight gender-based violence. You can't fight climate change. All right? You can't fight concepts. If you want women, and if, they, if, if it is the case that there are some women who are being uh, victims, who are finding themselves victims of violence, you don't blame everybody in the country you encourage women to go for gun training for firearm training get women armed a gun is the great equalizer my friend a gun is the great equalizer anybody can squeeze that trigger and kill a potential rapist or a murderer or a hijacker or if you don't want to kill him you can shoot him in the leg but it's a great equalizer and it doesn't require the president standing in parliament blaming the entire country. How about how about saying, well, what about uh, uh, farmer violence? All right. How about talking about farmer violence? Well, 
it's not going to end. So farmers need to actually be armed, number one, and they need to, f- they need to network. They need to organize. Uh, it's difficult to fight concepts. You can't fight a shadow. And by the way, if we're going to say that gender-based violence is a thing, well, men are also at the other end of um, uh, 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 arguments and spats and violence. Have you watched that documentary called The Red Pill? Do yourself a favor. Go and watch the documentary called The Red Pill. I'm going I'm to try and find it and put it onto my website um, under the Gulag page. Um, now Germ they target Patty says now Germ they target women because they are soft targets and there aren't men around anymore yeah that does happen now and then um, but I mean you know have you have you met an Afrikaans woman they're not soft targets my friend um, Beth says I don't need to change anything at home I'm raising gentlemen I'm uh, and I'm raising a young woman who knows how to fight back correct you can fight shadows it just takes big you can't fight shadows. How? You can't fight a concept. You can't fight a concept. Partner crime goes both ways. Exactly right. The problem is that men won't talk about the fact that they are being um, abused. They don't talk about it. I mean, the definition of rape excluded men up until a few years ago. Um, anyway this whole concept of femicide it's nonsense you could see him almost laugh makes me want to puke crime is crime full stop um no well look okay Teresa I've got to I've got to disagree with you crime is crime yes but there are differences in crime um orchestrated crime on the basis of race for example um is is a bit different to I don't know gang crime um and you have to understand that different types of crime require different types of approaches. You can't approach drug-related crime in the same way you approach uh, farm murders. They are different. Um, the, the, the problem is by trying to uh, zoom out and uh, see all crime as the same is, is a very ineffective strategy. You can't, you can't fight hijacking in the same way you fight, you know, drug-related crimes. Um, anyway, let's have a look at some comments. Um, yes, it's a personal journey to go through, says Alice. By the way, I knew Jade and Chris, but no, you, but Pana you too. How do you say that? Pana you too. I don't know how you pronounce that. I think my emphasis is wrong. I've experienced myself with myself with a man knowing what you can get away due to being. Yeah, I mean, look, talking about femicide and gender-based violence. All right, it only focuses on the woman, so it's completely. I mean, let's just understand something here. The official official police stats that gets released every year shows, on average, that men. All right, take up seven over seventy-two percent of all um, homicides. Okay, so in other words, if if there are uh, 
four deaths or murders, right? Three of them would be men and one of them would be a woman. That's official data. All right. So I am way more likely to get murdered than my wife is. Way more. But gender-based violence doesn't include men. Um, play the game, Germ, says Stono. Words I imagined. Utopia used by crazy people to polish it. Evil has no goodness. Yes. Well, that's exactly what we just experienced now with the State of the Nation address. Um, it was just words. It was words. It was like, uh, it was like um, a motivational talk. Everything was about positivity. Yeah, he threw. He, what he did was he took us on a journey, right? Oh, it's going to be tough. Things are going to be difficult, but we're going to use your money, and we're going to and we're going to make life uh, uh, worse. All right, we're going to create the problem. We're then going to create the reaction, and then we're going to create the solution. So, th- so, so the lockdown was created by. By that that man who was talking, right? The lockdown was created by him. He doesn't talk. He, I don't think he used the word lockdown once. He said this deadly pandemic, right? The lockdown is what caused all that havoc, not not the virus at all. If there were no lockdowns, life would have gone on, and we wouldn't have noticed anything. All right. So he created the problem. He then created the reaction, and the reaction was all these mitigation measures, which sent us spiraling into depression and more deaths. The deaths were caused by that man. All right? That man is responsible for a lot of these deaths that occurred from depression to loneliness to um, extra stress levels to the big one, unemployment. That massive unemployment spike is because of him and then he comes and he stands there and he gives the solution yes what we're gonna do yes what we're gonna do we're gonna find our way out we're gonna do this journey on uh, uh, together Cyril Ramaphosa is a billionaire it doesn't matter what happens to the country he will be a billionaire he will be fine he has no skin in the game so he created the problem he then created the reaction, and now he's creating the solution, and the media is going to say, Cyril Ramaphosa was fantastic, he spoke from the heart, what a great man, long live Cyril Ramaphosa. And the sheep will buy into it, the media will suck his dick, and we're all going to have rainbows and unicorns, and bunnies frolicking in the meadows. Yep, Norman, it's the bait and switch. Um, Paddy says the only way to combat this evil is with equal evil Paddy I would have disagreed with you a year ago I can neither confirm nor deny that I agree with you now Um, man listen off topic I've got to tell you I love these emoticons eh, in in the chat can we just please give a big shout out to the creator of all of these emoticons and that is um amy in the comments you'll see someone by the name of amy she is the creator of all these emoticons 
and they are absolutely wonderful. Um, thank you, Amy, very much. Uh, if you've got a favorite emoticon, please uh, type it in. I mean, what do you, uh, click click on it now. Show show me which one is your favorite. I want to I want to see uh, which emoticons you guys like the most. Um, I won't talk that much longer, um, but I just want to say that I'm loving this dedicated server. There's still a lot of, <laughs> I'm going to sound like Cyril Ramaphosa now, but there's a lot of work still to do. There's a long, hard road ahead of us. So um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention his name. Um, I will wait for him to, to tell me if I can mention his name. Oh, no, no, but I think a lot of you already know. Okay, so there's a guy in the comments by the name of Yanni, or he was in the comments. Um, he is one of the masterminds behind everything you're seeing in front of you right now. Um, yeah, there he is. He just posted just about every single emoticon. Um, he is the mastermind. He is the genius. He is the guy that's made everything work. This podcast or live stream video, whatever whatever title we give it, is sitting on my own server. This is not sitting on YouTube um and um and uh, it's a gr- it's an absolute journey it's a roller coaster ride it is very stressful i've lost a large number of viewers i don't even have a subscriber base anymore um but i believe in in this so much i believe in being independent so much that i am putting my neck on the line for the sake of doing stuff like this um, for having these conversations, for not for not bowing to the pressure of big tech, um, and for um, and for genuinely, honestly, uh, what I believe is fighting the good fight, and that is having the battle of ideas, um, and doing it in a way where we are literally, um, well, no, not literally, but metaphorically bulletproof. I can't say literally bulletproof; that makes no sense. But okay, metaphorically bulletproof. Um, you know, I mean, YouTube is just taking down everything and everybody. And the only way to survive on YouTube um, is to play within the parameters. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to play within those boundaries. Um, I don't want to speak in code. If I want to say 5G, I want to say 5G. If I want to say uh, Trump won the election and that that election was rigged, I want to say that. Um, if I, if I want to say that I want to say that if I want to say that COVID doesn't exist then I want to be able to say that um, and um, I want to say thank you to Yanni Yanni has made this possible let me just say right off the bat that this is still a work in progress um, there's a lot of stuff to go to do the comment section is working thankfully it's it's not as good as YouTube's but it's great um, and I'm happy with it, and uh, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> there aren't any super chats. I don't have a zapper code on my screen. Oh, and just by the way, if you if you really want to be updated, because I know that YouTube does this great thing in which it will notify you when there's a live stream. Obviously, I don't have that feature. Okay, but the closest you're going to get to that is either by joining my Telegram channel, um, or by subscribing to my war report please subscribe to my war report 
um, I think there's a link just above, there's a button just above this video. Um, it'll, it's something about get or be uh, uh, getting updates or being updated or something. Please click on that. Uh, open it in a new window so that you don't lose this video. Please subscribe to my war report and get all your friends to subscribe to it. That is going to be my my tour de force. That is what is going to be um, my major communication, my notification um, uh, channel. A telegram as well, obviously. So those two, please please use those two um, extensively. Gab, I use, but Gab, very few people that I know use it, and it's just very clunky and slow. But you know, I'll try and I'll try and stick it out. Um, yeah, no stripper chats, Norman. I uh, I don't do that. Um, I will say this though that if um, if if this if this dedicated video streaming option that I'm you know experimenting with works, I think it's going to last. I think it's going to it's going to haul ass, baby. It's going to haul ass. But anyway, thank you thank you for your support. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Donna says, great live and so good to find it today. Thank you all for sanity. Thanks, Yanni, Germ, Amy, and everyone here. Donna, I j before you go, Donna, before you go, um, please um, give yourself a little avatar there. There's nothing in the little block. I like, I like to see the pictures of people's names when I look at the comments. Um, all right. What else? And uh, Beth says, read the war report to the end. That's an inside joke. Um, so most people don't read um, emails all the way to the end. Um, but I would suggest you do if you're going to read the war report. Um, okay. Uh, this is awesome, says Carla. And amazing seeing it grow. Truth is low in supply and high demand. Carla, I will say, <laughs> not only is it um, in high... Uh, demand truth but it's also very expensive uh, now I am not going to um, be asking for money like my peers do uh, I'm I don't beg but I will say that if you want to support me uh, you can go to the support my work page and there are some options there um, and um, generally speaking at this stage of the game um, I uh, I use anything that I get uh, to offset costs. Um, I've spent close to well, no, not I've spent, but the amount of money spent on getting all this to work so far has been oh I don't know sixty seventy eighty thousand rand. So it's a terrible business model because there's been a lot of spending. <laughs> and, <laughs> but anyway, anyway. It's for it's for it's for a good cause. This is truly a good fight, and I'm so glad that you are all in the comments to to um, to do it with uh, to do it with me. Uh, can you do a subscription vibe like N? Who's N? Uh, no, um, Carla. I just said you must subscribe to my war report. The war report is what's going to be, uh, notify you. It's a it's a very very important subscription. That that's my primary notification these days. The other one is Telegram, but Telegram is like like a like a very high speed chat, so you might lose things in that. But the war report, um, I think, is is a lot more um, uh, a stable and and like like in your face, you know, because it comes into your inbox and you can star it and that kind of thing. 
um a subscription vibe oh i see what you mean um carla um yes you can if you go to this if you go to the support me page uh, there's an option there to support me monthly um and a, and a number of people do um and you can there isn't a set figure so you can support me with with whatever amount you want to um and i can guarantee you that i am very grateful for that but it doesn't matter if you can't i do understand um i'm working very hard at doing these shows all right let me just quickly before i call it quits let me just tell you what's coming up um i've got um I've got very few guests lined up at the moment, but don't be despondent. I'm just having a, a tough time getting confirmations. Um, so I've, I've only got one major guest who's coming up in about two weeks, but I can guarantee you that that I have a, a lot more guests coming uh, just in this next two to three to four week space. There are very few guests. Um, it's just timing. And, and remember, I, I try and get um, international guests quite often, and it's very difficult uh, to um, to synchronize our calendars just because of time zones. There's a guest that I'm I'm trying to confirm in New Zealand, um, and that's quite tricky because if I do a night, listen to this. So if I so we're we're currently trying to schedule a nighttime show, but she has to wake up early the next morning in order to do the show because she's what like nine or ten hour, twelve hours ahead of me or something. It's quite confusing. And then to make sure that you synchronized, <laughs> I've I've had the I've had the situation once or twice before where, where, uh, I listen to this. I scheduled I scheduled a show with somebody in the UK. All right, for like it was about three weeks ahead of time. But a week before the show, his time zone switched because they went into daylight savings which meant that it changed our schedule by one hour. Now, neither of us thought about that. And so when it came to do the show, on the day, uh, he was an hour late. Um, and I had to, we had to scramble around, um, you know, literally within minutes to try and figure out why, you know, why, why were we missing each other? Uh, what happened? Did one of us get the time wrong? As it turns out, both of our times are correct, but there was a daylight savings change that, that buggered up everything. I mean, how funny is that, eh? Um, uh, Beth wants to know, what happened to the Wolf of Wall Street dude? Um, he phoned me from a, from a beach in Costa Rica. He video called me. He said he was keen. He put me onto his PA, um, who's somewhere in Europe, and I've not been able to confirm a date at all. With, with Jordan Belfort it's bizarre I've, I'm still trying um, I haven't given up on, on, on him he would be amazing but like it's just impossible to, to pin him down um, Germ likes sliding into people's inboxes Beth Beth wow oh behave um, okay let's have a look here um sorry my ipad has no imagines must switch to my handy donna says sorry my ipad sorry my ipad has no imagines must switch to my handy for that yeah 
Wait a minute. Let's 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 do this. Sorry. My iPad has no imagines. Must switch to my handy for that. I have no idea what what that is, but okay. Um, just like that. Donna says, "Oh my goodness, been watching past interviews. Amazing. Loved Walt Kaufman and others. Got to catch up and make accounts on Telegram and Rumble." Donna, are you new? Are you new? Are you new here, Donna? Um, if you are, welcome. It's so great to have you. Um, please, please sign up to the War Report. I'm sure there's a link somewhere in the comments. You will love my my emails, and uh, as Beth said, read all the way to the end. Um, and do join do join us on Telegram. Those are the two major ones. And do it, just like that. Just you just go to the War Report page, type in your email, and push send. Just like that. Um, okay. Uh, I've been going for quite a long time now, so I think it's time to let you guys go. I, I'm sure I am boring. Um, I'm sure that I am boring, so I'm going to go. Um, yeah, there's nothing else for me to say. Um, listen, I don't have any guests. Um, as I said, next week, um, what I could do um, is... Um, is do a, a stream here and there live stream and I will I will inform you via telegram and via the war report so you won't miss out um, but I I'm also not gonna be here at the end of next week uh, my wife and I are going away for a day or two but I can do a stream maybe Monday maybe maybe I'll do a stream on Monday night how about that we'll see we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes um, but okay um, Donna says, not too new, but obviously dyslexic a bit, lol. It has been great fun. Thank you for sitting this out with me. Uh, now it's a party, eh? Um, but yes. Um, I'll see you guys in the war report and in the Telegram channel. Take it easy. God bless you.